0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: All right, Chime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now
0: for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski.
1: Well, there was some very good things last night for the Red Sox. Good morning, Chris Scheim. How are you?
0: Good morning, Michael. I am wonderful. How are you today?
1: A spectacular return for Chris Sale uh, based on expectations and stuff and what's he going to give you. He was, Scheim, he was awesome. I mean, he looked like... He looked like Chris Sale, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, we talked about it a
0: lot on the Greg Hill Show this morning because yesterday I had said I, I think the, the bar here is he goes five innings. I think that would be five innings with a, a few strikeouts here, not a lot of walks, and not a lot of earned runs, and, and you're looking at a good start. And you know what he gave you? Five innings, no earned runs, one walk in 5Ks. We missed the walk prop, which I was kind of upset about. He, Chris Sale seems to think his his locations still aren't there, but like he was still good he may be just a perfectionist and that's the kind of attitude he always has but overall he pitched great for a first outing in in a very long time in an MLB game uh you can't really ask much more of him than than what he gave you last night
1: yeah and the results were good and the stuff was good the yep. slider was was frisbee like it was awesome the fastball pinpoint location the changeup was pretty good like just even the if you take the the line score out which as you point out was for his first start in 264 days you would sign for that every single time the stuff played, and if he comes out of this thing, and you know, we hear from Alex Cord today that he's feeling fine, then they've got themselves you know, uh, you know a top-two pitcher, uh, not in the American League, but a, like a, a one or a two, basically, in their rotation now the rest of the way, if he can stay healthy. That's the impact he has if he pitches like that last night, Chime.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree, and he may not be worth his entire contract, but he will be yeah. an impact pitcher down the stretch. If no, he they overpaid him. Better.
1: I think everyone realizes now, looking back, he was overpaid because they had missed on John Lester, they had effed it up with David Price, they wanted make sure they get it right with Chris Sale, and because he missed so much time, he'll never live up to that, that salary. But he'd be a great addition at that version of Chris Sale last night to the rotation. He could put him up there with Nate Evaldi at the top. You got a one and a, a one and a one a a one and a two, whatever you want to call it. Everyone else slots in behind that. Then Hyamblun doesn't have to worry about starting pitching. At the deadline, can focus on the bullpen, which they desperately need help. But at, uh, at that bullpen spot, um, yeah, and we mentioned the walk prop. Like he, uh, I thought we had it in the fifth inning. You got the 3-0 on Brett Phillips, and then struck him out from there. Um, I I thought I thought we had it. I saw our buddy uh, Scotty from New Balance uh, was was getting after me a little bit. Red Sox stats, very popular bet. Yep. Red Sox account on Twitter, also getting after us a little bit. And uh, yeah, we fell a walk short. I took your pick. Ran with it last night on Mutt's Big Bet on the uh, pregame show. And I felt like we were home with 3-0 to Brett Phillips. And instead, for the second time in two nights, Brett Phillips F's me. He had, the catch, <laughs> he had the catch of Trevor Story's double, that ridiculous catch the night before. And last night was up 3-0 on the count and struck out. So two nights in a row, Brett Phillips got me Chris Scheim. Two nights in a row. That's brutal. I don't think yeah. anybody else can say that. No, I, I, I feel comfortable in saying I'm the only one in the country. Only one and dare I say, the world. Who on b- consecutive nights was screwed out of a winning bet by Brett Phillips. I'm gonna print I'm the T shirt. Brett Phillips it, it's funny. Me. It is funny. It's <laughs> betting. It's okay. I'll take it. Listen, we're in a tailspin spin under five hundred on Mutt's big bet. I didn't I didn't like anything last night Yeesh. in the Red Sox game. I guess I could have liked Chris Sale's strikeout prop, but I mean I even that ended up going up five and a half, I think, at one point yesterday. We're up from four and a half, so uh, I wouldn't have had Alex Verdugo total bases last night. Like that. No, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had anything else. So we had the, your, your Chris Sale prop. I think the thesis was there. Um, he got the 3-0 on Brett Phillips, and it'll be the most memorable 3-0 eventual strikeout of the year for me as far as my betting goes, Chris Schein.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you know what? That's, that's how it goes. Much, that's much baseball sometimes. betting. That's, that's the, the way it goes, betting.
1: baby. Uh, we turn our page tonight with the Red Sox. are right back into it. Uh, they they face a really good pitcher in Shane McClanahan, the ace of my American League-only Fantasy baseball team, he's awesome. Uh, Red Sox tonight are minus 135 on the run line, getting a run and a half. Over-under is 7, no juice either way. Money line is Red Sox plus 160. Rays are all the way up to minus 190 because it's Shane McClanahan. He's an all-star. He might start the all-star game next week. Um, He's really good. He pitched well against the Red Sox earlier in the year. His strikeout totals uh, have been pretty ridiculous the last couple times out. I was just looking at this before he came on because his strikeout total is 7.5, which is a really, really high total for any starting pitcher in baseball. But then you look at his game log and go, okay, oh, 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 I understand why. Uh, Shane McClanahan, strikeouts 8, 10, 10, 8, 7, 9, 8, 7, 9, 7, nine, seven 11. His last oh, 11 starts so going much. back to May 11th, so uh, they posted a – Seven and a half strikeout total for Shane McClanahan, Shine. It has already been bet down to minus 115. So, I mean, people are betting Shane McClanahan over seven and a half strikeouts. Red Sox are massive dogs tonight with Winkowski against McClanahan. Do you have anything for the people on how to bet this game tonight, game three of this now four-game series? The Red Sox have dropped the first two thanks to some embarrassing defense last night.
0: I don't. I got to be honest. I wasn't super yeah. confident in, in my approach to today's game. Uh, as you as you sli- as you stated, McClanahan's a great, very good pitcher. I, I think my initial inclination is to bet JD Martinez over total bases, yep. just because he hits three ninety three against left handed pitching. Um, so if if you know one of, if he, if anybody's going to get it done tonight, it feels like JD could be that guy. Um, and so I I'm leaning in that direction. Um, I don't think I'm going to make an official pick tonight on this game. I just yeah. I don't have a good enough feel. And and you know what you you have reiterated this to me and I've told myself this, if you don't love the pick, don't make the pick don't you don't need to just make you don't need to spend money just to make a pick and so uh, I, I don't think i have a concrete pick for you today so i'm hoping you have one
1: McClanahan is better uh, against righties and lefties you can believe this he's holding righties to a 174 average lefties hitting 200 against him like it's a 178 batting average against with 141 strikeouts um, on, on 104 innings so he's been dominant against everybody but you don't need right handers um, the two things that stand out to me well, the first is the injury thing. Like I, I would not be betting this game right now anyway uh, if I was betting the game or the total side on this because I have no idea who's going to play tonight for the Red Sox. Trevor Story left last night's game with a hand injury. They said it's contusion, but he was still going for x-rays after the game. And as of 10.27 a.m. this morning, uh, we have no update on Trevor Story. If he misses any time, the Red Sox are in trouble. He's been so good defensively. He's been hit or miss on the offensive end, but... Replacing him on the defensive end would be a massive hole for the Red Sox. Uh, Rafael Devers played last night. Chime, he DH'd. He looked bad running. Like, yeah. He looked. Bang he up. does not look healthy. No. Like I, I understand why they're break playing needs him.
0: To come and come now.
1: Well, he's also going to the All Star game, so I'm not sure how much of break he's going to get. Um, uh, he did not look good. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of lineup the Red Sox are going to have tonight. So the the game itself, I'm not excited about. The two props I I would lean towards, and these will not be official picks because like you. I'm a little gun-shy right now, based on the fact that my picks have been terrible uh, the last 10 days or so. Um, I, I see that's the problem. Devers is 4-for-11 against McClanahan, but he also, I don't know, he can't, I don't know if he's going to, he can't run. So the total bases thing, he's like plus 130, plus 140 total bases right now, over one and a half, which is a crazy number for a guy who was in the MVP conversation in the American League after Aaron Judge. But I can't really play that. Uh, I think McClanahan's strikeout total, even in seven and a half, is playable for me at minus wow. 115. Okay. He's, he's been dominant. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to run away from dominant starting pitching. And if, if I think the Red Sox are going to throw Jaron Duran out there, uh, who knows who at second base. Connor Wong is probably due to catch a game here at some point because Vasquez has caught the last two. Wong's just sat on the bench. Franchi's a strikeout machine right now. Like the, He might be facing a very soft Red Sox lineup tonight, if yep. we're being honest. Yeah, so I
0: think there's that chance.
1: I don't think the strikeout total is crazy. The the outs, I mean, the outs is insane right now. The juiced up props over seventeen and a half outs is wild. People are hammering McClanahan, and I get it. Offensively, if you want one uh, player prop on the Red Sox side tonight, and uh, looking at at Alex Verdugo, uh, and and Barrett had this this morning, so he kind of he 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 made me feel better about this because Verdugo has been good against lefties this year, Shine. But since June first, Verdugo's hitting three seventy one. Against left-handed pitching, wow. Um, he looks like one of the healthiest Red Sox right now. So if you wanted to play Verdugo over one and a half total bases, it's plus one sixty. So that's good value. I, that's it, it's a more of a value play than hey, I want to like walk to the window and like and bet my life savings on this. Yep. But if you're looking for player props tonight, McClanahan strikeouts at over seven and a half minus one fifteen, and I think Verdugo total bases one and a half because at least, at least of the Red Sox hitters shime. At least I know he's healthy. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know about Devers. I don't know if Trevor Story's going to play. Xander's shoulder still seems in and out to me. You mentioned JD, who's not a terrible play, but you know, McClanahan's been great against the righties this year. So my two leans would be over the 7.5 strikeouts for McClanahan and then Verdugo over 1.5 total bases. If we're talking about player props to the game. As far as the game total, it's unplayable right now because I don't know who's playing for the Red Sox. I, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I think that's so cool.
1: fair. Uh, anything else in this game, Chris
0: Nope, I'm ready to get to the US open or sorry, US British Open stuff. I'm It's I'm, not the
1: US Open. I know. It's the It's open not the US Open. This is
0: the open championship they are playing in uh at St. Andrews. I am I'm thrilled and excited for this. You
1: think it's the PGA championship. You don't even know what, what golf is. What do you mean? I
0: literally is. said it's the open championship. You it's said the it's the US open. US Open. I US immediately open. corrected myself and said British because I
1: effed up. I misspoke. Wait till you give us Matt Fitzpatrick as a pick. Then we'll know and, you think it's oh, the U.S. Stop Open. stop it. Then we know you'll think it's the U.S. Open. Uh, coming up, Ryan Hannibal from BetMGM. Before we talk to him, we tell you to subscribe to the podcast, folks, and be like our buddy Red Sox dad. You can be like our buddy uh, Scotty over at New Balance or uh, Robert California, who did a nice thing for me on Twitter last night Then deleted the tweet. I wanted to retweet him, but I couldn't retweet it this morning because apparently he deleted it. Uh, you can follow us uh, on iTunes, Odyssey, and Spotify. Subscribe there. It would be a huge help to us. Boston Shime on Twitter is where you follow us for uh, an occasional social media tweet now and then.
0: Yeah, exactly. We will tweet out every once in a while. We uh, retweet all me and you's tweets uh, about the podcast. Yeah. For sure. And, and, you know, just communicate with us. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think uh, about us, our picks. Uh, Scott from New Balance made sure to do that last night about the sale walks. And so you can do that every other night as well.
1: The sports betting summit's going on right now, Shime and uh, Mattress Mac is speaking uh, right now. Mm-hmm. And, and the last two quotes that they've retweeted from him are actually, uh, like basically, they could be me right now. I'm just going to read these real quick to get a laugh before we talk to uh, our buddy Hannibal. Uh, he said 19 minutes ago, my picks are horrible lately. I agree, Mattress Mac. Uh, and I like this one. My wife says I have a gambling problem. I don't have a gambling problem. I have a promotions problem. That's a, <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet for the podcast, honey. I have to bet. To feel the pain if I lose on the podcast. I 100%. can't pretend to bet this. Nope,
0: not at all. There's no pretending here. This is real life.
1: I'm saying with you. Uh, my wife says I have a gambling problem. I don't have a gambling problem. I have a promotions problem. Me too. I have a podcast problem. Let's talk some golf with Ryan Hannibal. All right, our most popular podcast by far have been uh, with guest Ryan Hannibal, formerly our teammate at Weei, now at BetMGM. Ryan Hannibal on Twitter. I'll say it again for those in the back. Ryan Hannibal on Twitter. He posted this morning. Uh, all his content that's there at at the Roar. I like this little whole golf section called the Roar at BetMGM Hannibal. What's going on, buddy? It's, it's not
2: it's not just golf. It's every sport. That's the Ro- the Roar is BetMGM sort of blog. All sports covered. We get you know, every sports pretty much covered. So, yes, go go to the Roar. Read read our stuff.
1: Roar! <laughs> uh, including Hannibal, by the way, a breakdown of all 156 players, which I like because I like to know the guys I'm going to bet on that are going to lose. A little, a little about them before I bet on losing bets, Hannibal. It's always nice.
2: Of course. you always got to do that. It's, it's kind of a time-consuming piece. I don't particularly enjoy doing it because sometimes you, <laughs> you, you have to make sure you get all 156 golfers, which is pretty yep. tough to do, but, but it's usually one of our better-performing pieces.
1: All right, let's start. Uh, it's at St. Andrews. Uh, all accounts are that this is a very scorable course this week. It all accounts for the weather's not going to be a huge issue. Give us a little course preview of what fans should expect when they tune in to watch this Link-style British Open at 1.15 Eastern time on Thursday morning.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'll be getting up at 1.15 or what? going to bed. Wherever, Come whatever on.
1: First-round first uh, leader bets. Let's go.
2: But I think you're going to see a lot of golf balls rolling for hundreds of yards. Like, it's a very firm and fast course. Like every, I've had golf here on all week, and all the guys on site are saying they've never seen a course this firm and fast. Um, I think I saw a tweet today saying that Bryson hit a six iron 300 yards. Um, so that just shows that the, <laughs> that the ball is, is, is just rolling. Um, and I think you know, like you said off the top, weather, the wind. Usually, you think St. Andrews is you know, rain and wind. Doesn't seem like we're going to have much of that. So I think that it is going to be a very gettable course. But the thing to note is that the, the RNA could put some pins in some tough spots. And you know, these greens are massive. So you could you'll be seeing a lot of you know hundred foot putts, which is you know obviously not the norm on the PGA Tour. Um, So the the stats I'm looking for this week are are driving distance because I think the guys, the bombers are actually going to, you know, fare pretty well because they can hit it past all the trouble and then three putt avoidance because there's going to be some long putts this week.
0: Uh, so Hannibal, I think one of my favorite things, and I know you know your average betters' favorite thing to do is to bet on Tiger Woods. Uh, you went through all the props that, that you can bet on Tiger this week. Uh, Mutt and I had talked about it a bit yesterday. Is there a prop in particular that you think is your favorite? Uh, you know, uh, to make the cut is only, is like minus one fifty, minus one sixty in some <laughs> spots. There's a lot of juice to lay there. One of the thoughts we had was betting on him to be like top ten in the after day one. Um, assuming that that knee injury will be at its healthiest when he tees off uh, to late tonight.
2: Right. It, yeah, that's kind of the strategy that I went with for for his first two events, kind of load up on those early ones and not do the overall tournaments. I like him to finish in the top 40. That's my favorite. Tiger Woods prop bet that's plus one hundred uh, at bet MGM. Like you said, making the cut, I think you know that's a good bet, but just the juice is, is too much. So finishing the top forty, just the way that he's gone about the last couple of weeks shows that I think he's in you know as good of health shape as he can be. He's played a ton of practice rounds. He played in that pro am last week, uh, so he's played you know as much golf, way more golf ahead of this event, the British Open, than he did before the Mass or the PGA. So I think he's feeling pretty good health-wise. And then also, like this is probably his last tournament of the year, probably before the, the father's, the, you know, whatever he does with Charlie in Florida in December. So he he can give it all he has and leave everything out there. Um, and I think this week means a lot to him, being at St. Andrews and, and all the history, uh, being there, especially for him personally, completing the Grand Slam and winning another time. So I think he's going to have a good week. I just don't think like it's enough to finish in the top 20 or top 10 or anything like that. So top 40 is my favorite tire bet.
1: Uh, I totally agree, and Shime mentioned that yesterday as he was leaning that way. Shime, so you and Hannibal on the same page as cool. far as betting Tiger uh, to finish top forty. The, the favorite at DK right now is Royal McIlroy. Roy McIlroy, I saw you posted at BetMGM that he's getting the most action on your site. So let's call him the favorite. Is he is the public have it right? Should Rory be the favorite uh, for the British Open this week, Hannibal?
2: Yeah, I think that this it's, it's his time. Like he, it's crazy that he hasn't won a major in, in so long. Um, but he's, he's in peak form. Like, he's probably playing the best he's played since he, he won the last major, his last major in 2014. I think that the course suits his playing style. He can kind of bomb the ball down there and get, and get himself in good position. He seems like he's pretty relaxed. He played, you know, practice round with Tiger Woods this week and then I think last week over in Scotland. He just seems like he's in, in a good place, and I think he's due. Um, I think that he you know, is coming off of a solid stretch, the last couple of weeks. And I, I do think it's, it's time and he hasn't played that great in the last couple of British opens, but he has five career top five. So he's proven he, he can win over there. He's from, you know, Ireland. He knows Lynx golf. I, I do think that the public does have it right there, that, that Rory kind of is the guy to back.
0: Uh- it's crazy to me because so Scotty Scheffler on BetMGM, his odds to win the British Open are currently twenty to one, uh, as, you, mm-hmm. as you put in your piece. On a place like DraftKings, they're fourteen to one. So is there clearly like this? Uh, just unknown about what Scotty's going to do this weekend. Like he's been great most the majority of this season, especially. Uh, you even gave him as one of the five favorites that you would think has a really good shot to win this thing. I- is there just some confusion on exactly where Scotty kind of stands in this tournament?
2: I think it's the Lynx golf. They don't know how Scotty's going to react to Lynx golf. Like this is only his second British Open. He had a solid finish last year in his first one, but I just think that that's kind of the unknown is how guys are going to react to Lynx style of golf. Um, and for some people, they, they just can't do it. Um, so I think that's why you see the different pricing um, with Scotty Scheffler. I I do think he's the guy to probably play, especially at that price with us twenty to one. I think that that's great value on the number one ranked player in the world. Um, So I, I, he's not like my favorite play of the week, but I have no no qualms about playing Scotty Scheffler at all. Uh,
1: of the guys who are in the mix to say like twenty to one or better, here you mentioned uh, Rory. You have Xander, who's going to be a huge favorite, uh, probably the most rostered guy in daily fantasy this week. Off uh, his back-to-back wins, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Matthew Fitzpatrick off the U.S. Open win. Uh, Patrick Cantlay is heating up at the right time. My guy, Cam Smith at 22 to one, and then Shane Lowry at 22 to one. Let's sort of the group of like the nine or 10, 11 favorites there. Uh, Does somebody stand out as somebody you want to back on an outright uh, uh, perspective here in the British open Hannibal?
2: Of those guys to pick to back for outright Cam Smith, I think he's kind of flying under the radar. Like he's, you know, he won the players championship this year. He's proven he's one of the best wedge players in the world. Um, I, I think he's he's kind of flying under the radar, and that might be a good thing. And he had a good finish last week at the Scottish Open, finishing tied for tenth. And I think also I think look for this week too is the wedge play. Like that's gonna be you're gonna have a lot of wedge shots, and like I said, he's one of the best wedge players in the world. So he I didn't play him outright, but of those guys in in, in the you know the top whatever ten or fifteen players uh, in terms of odds, I would probably go Cameron Smith. Just because, like like I talked about, and I think Jordan Spieth is a guy. He's playing. In really, he's in good form. Um, he's you know, streaking at the right time. He's won over there. Um, he's had a lot of success over there. Even when he was playing bad, he always seemed to have some success uh, at the British Open. So Spieth and Cameron Smith, I guess, are guys that that I would target in kind of that top tier.
1: But that was like uh, that was very tentative. I, I thought for sure your top outright would be in that group. So you like somebody at a bigger price, Hannibal. Stop the presses. Who are you taking up top here for your outright picks in the Open?
2: Tony Finau, I think he's due. Really, he's time. it's his time. Yeah, I, I kind of like I said, I'm, I'm looking at driving distance and then three putt avoidance. And we know that that Finau is you know one of the best drivers of the ball on the PGA Tour. And I think he's somewhere around. The 40th or 50th ranked in three putt avoidance, so obviously that's not you know the best, but it shows that he's not you know awful at it. Um, and then he's also one of 14 players in the field to have multiple top team top 15 finishes in the last five Open Championships, including three straight top 15. So he plays well over there. He has you know he's familiar with link style. He shows he can do it. Um, I just think it's his time. I, I think the British Open is kind of an event where. He, the favorites don't always win just because of the, you know, how unpredictable it is. And I, I, he's played well at the, the Aubrey C. Canadian uh, Open a couple weeks ago. Tony Finau is my guy this week.
1: Yeah, to Hannibal's point, um, you look back, you just look at the, uh, it's not really course history, but British Open history. Here's the British Opens the last five times. 18, 27, 9th, 3rd, and 15th last year at Royal St. George's. You know, 13th of the Travelers. Like, at 35, 40 to 1, I mean, I'm I'm gonna jinx you, but my top two picks were Cam Smith and Tony Finau, and those are the first two you just mm-hmm. gave me. So I'm in trouble uh, this week, Sean. I I, I I like I like the Finau pick again. He'll be popular in DFS, but at 35 40 to one, Sean, I like that pick from Hannibal.
2: You gotta throw Will Zalators in there. I'm, I'm betting Will until he wins the tournament. So hey, that's man. gonna be and an, an always play for me. And it's kind of a shame too because the rest of the golf world's on it too. Because yeah, so that's close, the,
1: that's the issue. Like he, I, I, everyone likes him. Like they all think you now he can putt. And he but played like, well at before that's the, the Masters the
2: and the PJ. So I, I want to take credit for being the first one to be on the Will <laughs> horse He's,
1: horse
0: he's one of Hannibal's now. guys. I get it. I'm with you. i that. He also that. missed
1: the he missed the cut of the Scottish Open out of withdrawal last year. So not yeah. great. British Open links. Experience for Willie Z. Uh
0: Hannibal, well,
2: I got to... stuck in every other major, so I carry over. <laughs> uh
0: Hannibal, I got a couple extra dollars laying around in my account. Uh I know some people out there do too. Some people may be your casual golf betters. Uh what are some pizza money bets here? Some guys that have just super long odds. I'm talking like forty, fifty plus to win.
2: I, I can give you some of those. Let's go with uh what do you want? Names or just a bunch of names?
1: Yeah, give, a, give us some news. Uh, he texted me earlier the, y- yesterday. Uh, he has a huge card for the British Open. Oh, that really? was the text I got. And about this time yesterday, I was grinding through, you know, uh, past performances of some of these guys. Well, so you might as well just give us the card. Say, guy, I want the entire card. There's one guy in yeah, particular so I'll, that I'll, I have on my card more.
0: that I'm hoping is also on yours. So okay. that's why, that's why you, I got to um, hear it. So the, these long charts I'm playing for
2: top 20. So if you want to throw some pizza money on, on them to win, win, go for it. All right. Uh, Ryan Fox, top twenty plus two twenty five bet MGM. He's probably one of the best players in the field that people haven't heard of. He's crushing the DP World Tour. He has seven top ten finishes in thirteen tournaments. Like that's that's great Oof. stuff. And he finished uh, tied for sixteenth at the 2015 edition of the Open, which was at St Andrews. So he's got that going for him. Uh, Gary Woodland, top 10 finish, plus 300. He finished last week at the Scottish Open, but that included an an opening round 64 when the conditions were were great. And if the conditions are great this week, good scoring, I think he's the guy that actually, you know, that that suits him uh, pretty well. So Gary Woodland's the guy I'm looking for. Then uh, another guy who no one's probably heard of at all, Jordan Smith, top 20 finish, plus 350. Uh, He had a hole-in-one last week at the Scottish Open, that won him and his caddy a car. Uh, but he's ranked 115th worldwide and, uh, in Europe this year on the DP World Tour, he has 12 top 25 finishes and 14 starts. So that track, that's pretty, pretty solid. Obviously, it's not the same field as the PGA Tour, but he's a guy that's had a ton of success over there. So Jordan Smith is the guy who I'm looking at. And then uh, another one everybody knows, but it's flying onto the radar this year, Webb Simpson. He's at plus 400 to finish in the top 20. I think he's a guy that could benefit from the firm in fast conditions because of his short game. Uh, he missed the cut at the John Deere last week, but before that at three top 20 finishes in his last four starts. So he's in decent form. Uh, Webb Simpson, take a shot on him.
0: Yeah, so, cause, uh, so I I have a Uh-oh, guy on you didn't card. You didn't say Shime's nope. name. So you didn't need, say the guy. I need, oh, I need his man. thoughts. So, uh, Kurt Kitayama finished right. super strong last week at the, <laughs> at the Genesis. <laughs> hey, 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 top a top forty finish is plus one ninety. Your thoughts?
2: Uh, I would I would do the top forty. I just think he's going to be a popular like long shot play because of his play last week. And I, I'm not a fan of like the carryover. Like I don't I don't really <laughs> like that. I think, but top forty. It's not like you're picking him to finish in the top ten back to back week. So exactly. I don't hate that at all. At, at plus money, that's that's probably a solid play.
1: You mentioned uh, you know the guy the back to back thing. Isn't Xander being overbet because of the consecutive way wins over here? Like this is has to be. And I like Xander, and he can win, but I'm not. I'm not backing him. I mean, 14 to one to win again—no shot.
2: It's kind. It's kind of like Scheffler was at the PGA. Like everybody was all over him, and I was not. him at the PGA, um, and then also with Xander too, he won the JP McManus Pro So add that into to his win thing in the last couple of weeks. I just, you know, he's a solid. He's a great player. I think does his game kind of fits the British Open style, but. I just, I just can't see it happening. It's kind of like the Scheffler thing. You just can't win that much in these stacked fields. It, it's so hard to do.
1: All right, I got my budget in front of me. I, I got to figure out how I'm going to b- budget this out. But I'll, I'll, can I run my card down for Hannibal so he can mock me on this? Actually, the first All two right. he's not going to mock. Cause I, I, Cam Smith and, and Tony Fina, I'm definitely playing for outrights. Um, Adam Scott and Justin Rose. Veteran players at St. Andrews. We know that Zach Johnson won this thing in 2015. Scott's been focusing on the majors. Rose had one bound round last week. He was tied for 13. We actually talked Saturday morning, shine yes, He was did. tied for 13th. We had a top 10 bet on Rose. He went and shot uh, seven over uh, on Saturday, one over on Sunday, so an eight over weekend. But he was right there. Those guys are 65-1. to one. I like I, my guy. I don't, I
2: don't hate it. Okay. I have, I have him. I have him in my long shots. depends oh, who? Dolestic. Rose or Scott? I have him. Rolls. he's made the cut seven straight times yep. at the Open Championship and just going to cut the Masters. He's got three top twenty fives in his next five events. He's playing well. I don't hate that at all.
1: Uh, I, I I'm gonna keep going back to him. I, I I want to I want to sprinkle some Mito at a hundred to one. I know no experience in British Open, but he's a skilled player. He sa- same thing. He missed the cut, but he's he's too skilled to be a hundred to one. That's my thought on Mito. You're gonna laugh at that. That's fine.
2: No, I don't. I don't hate it, but I think it's kind of, I don't, he's getting like a lot of love, like me, me, ever since he's a hundred he to ever. one, he's a
1: hundred to one, what kind of love is that?
2: In terms of the the odds, though, but like people are on the Mito bandwagon, kind of like Will Zell Torres, so I, I don't know, I don't, I don't hate it, but it's not like
1: they're like, He's Just because ne- of the lack of experience. No experience, and he's missed his last three cuts. So I, I totally get it. Again, these are these are pizza money bets. The guy I texted you about yesterday, I hope you did a deep dive on my guy, Hao Tong Lee, who's 100, a to one. He's rounding into form. He finished top twenty at the British Open years ago. He plays well in link style courses. He won two weeks ago. He beat Tomas Peters in a playoff at a tournament there in Japan. Like 150 to one, big money at top twenty. How about how Tong Lee as a long shot, yeah. Hannibal?
2: I, I don't hate it. Like like you said, he's, he's had some solid finishes this year. I did I, I dug into his, uh, his history this year. Thank you. t 55 last week at the Scottish Open. Um, th- then he's got a, a sixth place finish earlier this year in Spain. 39th ninth at the
1: 39th ninth the Carnousti in 18, finish. third at Burkdale in 17. so some British open experience. He was at one point a top 50 player in the world, this guy.
2: If You want to carry it over to the PGA Tour? I know it's a not as big of an event, but he finished tied for twelfth at the Stony earlier this year, so he's competing on the Peter Tour Four. Not a terrible, terrible long shot. Not my favorite long shot, but I, you know,
1: I can't, I don't hate it. And then the guy that I play at I me mean, every week for five bucks, because he hit, he, had, he he scored out last year for me at a big price. I'm gonna ple- I'm gonna keep playing Stewart Sink. He's 250 to one. He's 16 to one to finish top ten. You talked about older guys like don't to, you can, he, he, he hits the ball far. People think he's not a, mm-hmm. a, a far hitter. He, he can he can pound the ball. Not with the youngsters, but experience here, veteran player. I think for sure he's gonna make the cut. I've been looking for Stewart Sink. Can he make the cut bet uh, the last couple of days? But I'm gonna play him at a, a ridiculous price as well.
2: Don't hate it, don't hate it at all, like for every, every reason you just said it, I think that the like you have to go with the guys that you know have played well over there before, and Stewart thinks certainly has, and he's another guy that kind of is flying under the radar where it's not like it was just a fluke that he won those couple times a couple of years ago, like he's been solid since like he, he competes pretty much every time he teases up on tour, so don't hate that pick at all.
1: 24th can I give
2: one top player to miss the cut?: Oh yes.
1: I'm gonna look, I, let me guess. Let me guess here. Uh Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas okay. to miss the cut. I heard you say Justin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus two seventy five at, at that MGM. Really? Time. On J T? Yeah. Yeah, so he has not have the best
2: career record at the British Open. He got 53rd, missed cut, missed cut, 11th, and 40th. And then I don't think he's fully healthy. He withdrew from the Travelers uh, with a back injury and then missed the cut last week at the Scottish Open with 73 and 76. And he made 13 bogeys and a double bogey in 36 holes. That's not great. So I, I don't think he's right.
1: Uh, your, your feelings on Usti heading into this office third place here last year?
2: I go back and forth with the live guys. Like I, I think that that storyline has been overblown a little bit, like just to fade the live guys. Cause I, I, that's not, I don't think that's really the best way to go. Um, I don't think he's fully healthy either. That's the problem. Like he hasn't had the greatest year. If this was a normal year and he was playing a lot and contending, then I'd be all over him. But I just, I worry about his injury and maybe the weather helps that out. Um, so I guess maybe like out of the live guys he'd probably be my top play him and him and probably bj um but I guess if if you want to of the live guys
1: I, I would take Louie he's got two top a finishes on the the live event so far which again i I've not watched oh, stink I, I'm not saying they're good I didn't say it was you know the the masters wow. for God's he beat, sakes
2: he beat, he beat chase Kepka.
1: congrats listen Chase, is, <laughs> chase can <laughs> – Shime, throw some names at him, please. What else, you got? Anything else for me? He's right. Where we got to go?
0: Already, that's it. He's well, yeah. done. Uh, so I, I am. I am going to be betting on Tommy Fleetwood to finish top twenty. Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, uh, you mentioned Gary Woodland already. Another guy I was interested in. What do you think about Fleetwood this week uh, at the uh, British Open? No, I
2: like it. I I hit on him last week to finish in the top ten. At the Scottish. I think he's he's playing very well of late. And anytime, uh, I think he plays better in Europe. I don't know what it is. Obviously, he hasn't won ever in the united states but just overall he seems to play better uh overseas i don't know you know what that is probably you know the style of play but i i don't hate that at all and like i said he comes in defense in good form so i also um,
0: love uh, his hair he, it's always a plus <laughs> <laughs> handsome guy
1: I, I don't i don't like the hair but i like the player
0: all right fair enough <laughs>
1: Doesn't really factor my handicapping the hair part of it because my eh, hair sucks. Uh, look good, play good, Matt. is uh is I always he's, he's overbet a little bit because he won the U.S. Open, but isn't Matt Fitzpatrick going to make a run at this thing this weekend? Probably, and I think that the
2: the length that he's gained will help him this week. Obviously, he's very familiar with with link style. Um, I think he's the guy that probably you know will be in the mix come the weekend for sure. Um, I, I, it's hard to imagine him not. Like this, just, just kind of feels like a Matt Fitzpatrick yeah. event, but just kind of, kind of too though. Like the, I don't think he's going to win just because of the back to back thing. And I, there's probably more pressure on him. And any other tournament he's ever played in, probably more media stuff. So I think that could maybe get to him a little bit, but I think he's he's ready for a solid week.
1: All right. So uh again, going back to the top of this board. Tony Fienal at thirty five to one and Will Zalator is the big outrights for you this week? Yes,
2: those those are my big outrights. Uh can I give one more uh like super long shot?
1: Yes, please. That's, That's what always. we're here for. Yes. Don't why are you waiting until last minute? Lead with the long shots. Actually, I'll, th- I'll throw two out there. Good. Uh, they're, they're European guys. Victor
2: Perez and Adrian Moronk.
1: Okay, i got to write these so, down. I gotta, literally, I gotta these, gotta are, guys, these are guys I have not heard Maronk. of before. Okay, who, who? Adrian Perez? What? No.
2: No, no. Victor Perez Victor and Adrian Moronk.
1: Adrian Moronk. Can you get, tell me two, something about them? Can, oh, we're just going to say their names out loud.
2: Well, Maroc's he won the Irish Open a couple of weeks ago. It was his first win on the DP World Tour, but he's also won on the Challenge Tour. I think he's just—he's a guy that he's a European guy that's up and coming that nobody's heard of. So, he's—if you're looking for guys that are like the unknowns, like the I guess the Will Zalatoris, so to speak, the Cameron Youngs of the DP World Tour, that's who, Adrian Maronk is. Jesus,
0: oh, so big big I'm going to play him in a DK lineup. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, nobody's yeah. going to play him. Yeah. Got it.
1: Victor Perez yeah. missed the cut at the Scottish Open. He missed the cut yeah, at Royal at Saint his... George. He missed the cut in the British Open last year.
2: Yeah, but look at his his other past success this year on the on the European Tour, DP World Tour.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at PGA stuff. You're right. I mean, you're pulling up. But I mean, if you're going to sit here and mock the the live uh, fields, are the DP okay, World so, Tours so, loaded with so, talent? So, so Victor –
2: I would say the DPL World Tour is better than the Live Tour. But so back to Victor Perez, yes, he doesn't have the greatest form miscut at the, the Scottish uh, T53 at the BMW, missed cut at the PGA at the U.S. Open. But before that, he finished uh, tied for third at the Porsche European Open and won the Dutch Open. So he's the guy that, that plays well link style. I like him, Victor
1: Perez. You know what's nice, Shime? Uh, he gives his long shots that missed all the cut the Scottish Open, so there'll be big prices. That's for sure. But
2: I also feel like I, I don't, I don't, I wish I had this trend. But there was something that kind of said like the the guys that missed the cut at the Scottish like have a better chance of playing well historically at the British.
0: I also believe it's what eight like of eight of the last ten winners uh, of, the, it, yeah. of the British have played the Scottish. Yeah, yeah. That well, that, I I, that like yeah.
1: like Morikawa last year. He missed the cut at the Scottish Open and then won the British. Morikawa's was really good. We didn't even mention him.
0: Yeah, I, so they he's my mention. guy. I love calling Morikawa, but like I've just, I, I'm not sure that I wanted to bet on him this week. I just, I feel like his he's price not has in... gone,
2: his price has gone, gone higher and higher as the week gone on. Like yeah. I think at Bet at MGM right now,
1: it's plus thirty three hundred. He was like plus, he was eighteen earlier in the week. So he's dead on the board. A, it was, a, I mean, yeah. thirty three to one. He's playable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if you're talking value, like if you're going to get Colin Mori Collar at that price, you take him. Same thing with, with um, Scotty Scheffler at that price, you take him. Um, so there are some value plays for sure. I just don't know, you know, if, like, I don't think Colin's going to win, but just
1: at that price, you probably should play him. Since you mentioned live guys, the last one you didn't mention Brooks. Brooks has had awesome success at the British Open. I sort of forgot about him. He's a guy who played a lot before he bailed. Obviously, he hasn't played a, a lot recently. He was fifty fifth at the U.S. Open, basically no show there. But he's got three top six finishes at the British Open. The last four, uh, four events there, he had a thirty night there at Carnoustie. Uh, any feeling on Brooks this weekend? Since you mentioned, no Chase, doubt about
2: the, the course history, but I, <laughs> I think he's checked out. Like I think he got his check and it's, it's <sighs> done. Like I. I just I don't think it like if you're gonna go over to the live tour like you clearly don't I don't, don't I don't know I just like I don't think he cares as much like I thought he was yeah. the guy that actually did care about his legacy because he you know obviously cares a lot about the majors but just the last couple weeks from him I I just don't I don't see it I don't I don't see the I don't see what I saw a couple of years ago so I'm I'm staying away from Brooks.
1: All right, so uh, you'll have to rewind if you are I wrote a lot of these down. If I missed any, let me know, Hannibal. So we had Willie Z and uh, Finau up top. Ryan Fox for a top 20. Yep. Gary Woodland for a top 10. Jordan Smith, uh, the kid from uh, Europe, for Woodland's a top, top 20. 20. Woodland's top 20. Uh, Smith, top 10 or top 20?
2: Those are all top 20s.
1: Okay, did I miss any there?
0: Webb Simpson,
2: top uh, 20 as well. Web. Woodland Smith, Webb Simpson, top 20. Tyler Woods, top 40. Justin Thomas to miss the cut. Uh, I have Cam Smith on my card to finish in the top ten and then I ha- and Jordan Spieth, and then
1: Rory to finish top five. And then Victor Perez and Adrian Moronk, two guys who missed yep. the cut of the Scottish Open, who you're pushing and telling people to, be to bet all their money on. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Oh boy. All right, Hannibal. Uh Ryan Hannibal on Twitter. So you won't will you get up earlier than normal to watch this on Thursday, Friday, or you just get up and just whenever you get up you just watch it? Uh
2: I was going back and forth on that. I think I think Friday I might get up early. Tiger has the early tea time on Friday. So may, maybe he will get up early on Friday, but I don't I don't think tomorrow. Tomorrow it's be regular Regular wake up.
1: I shouldn't ask you this if I don't I shouldn't ask questions you don't know the answers to on radios or podcasts. But uh do we know the coverage? Situations, ESPN Plus, do yeah. we get that great coverage all week?
2: I believe it's on USA, oh. the entire. Oh. The entire um, really? I think it's, yeah, I, I'm pulling up right now. I got it right in front of me. So we have Thursday and Friday, we have 1.30 to 4 a.m. on Peacock, then oh. 4 a.m. to Damn. 3 p.m. on USA, and then Peacock from 3 to 4. Um, so I think you have to go to Peacock to get the featured groups and holes. But that's solid coverage. Like they, they're covering every golf shop. It's all that matters.
1: Yeah, but it's it's the bouncing around bullshit. Just put it, just put on USA. What does it matter? What are you airing at one o'clock in the morning? Put on USA and just get out of. the What's airing at USA tonight at one o'clock? <laughs> Probably <Nothing>. some movie. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, psych
0: reruns.
2: Right. right, but at, at least this isn't like the Masters where we're, we don't get any coverage at all. So take it for what it is. Appreciate
1: uh, it. Oh, that's six a. Oh, they'll start six a.m. to two p.m. on Peacock, then they'll go to the weekend. On uh, USA and NBC. All right. Excellent yep. job, Hannibal. You gave us a million names here, a million ideas. Shyam, anything else for uh, our golf expert?
0: No, I think that just about sums it up. Very well done, Hannibal. I appreciate the uh,
1: the time again, bud. And your dog didn't bark at all during this podcast. Good for you. Nope.
2: Nope. Thank you. Appreciate
0: it.
1: All right. Good luck, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. Good luck to you all your bets, too. He's the best. Ryan Hannibal, BetMGM. Follow on Twitter at uh, Ryan Hannibal. So I'll have Cam Smith and Tony now with some outrights for me. Uh, pizza money on Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Mito, How Tong Lee, and Stewart Sink. A bunch of those uh, pizza money bets will also be backed up by some top tens or top twenty. All depending on how I feel when I'm sitting in a parking lot, in New Hampshire. Chime. I'm not officially saying what it is going to be yet, but there'll be some sort of coverage in case uh, my guy How Tong Lee or Stewart Sink or one of these guys runs top ten or top twenty or top forty. I Love know it. How it is. Uh, What's your card? People want your card. What's your card? Well, so my card is Hannibal and I, same wavelength when it
0: comes to Tiger Woods, top 40 yep. finish. I'm yep. also going to go uh, day one top 10 at uh, plus 650. Yep. Uh, I got my Kirk Kitayama, top 40 pick at plus 190. Tommy Fleetwood, top 20, plus 160. Uh, I'm on Spieth and Morikawa and uh, Finau as well uh, to, nice. to win. And then uh, I'm also going to take uh, some of Hannibal's. Uh, thoughts there? Justin Thomas to miss the cut at three and a half to one seems like a great play to me. So I'll probably be dabbling in that as well. Yeah, I never
1: bet JT, and guess who loves JT Hannibal? For him to say that, that yes,
0: exactly, that means that a says lot, something. Yeah, 100%. I'm at that. And, and if he could, yeah. if he's still hurt because he pulled it, like Hannibal said, he pulled out of the travelers with a back injury. If he's still banged up, there's a chance he withdraws, and you just you cash right away. So it's like you know.
1: That's one of the tough parts. I mean, that's the one negative tonight about the, the Daily Fantasy shine. Like, you may get, like, half hour before lock, somebody withdraws.
0: Yeah, that's tough.
1: <sighs> okay. Uh, you also
0: may have talked me into a Justin Rose bet of some kind. What exactly, I'm not sure,
1: but. Okay. All right. Well, I got to go get to work on this. I got only so many hours in the day. I, I have go a put giant
0: some... notes app full of information now.
1: I do, too. Oh, I, I wrote mine down because I'm, I'm a, a pen-to-paper guy. But there we go. All right, Chime. Excellent stuff. Good luck. We'll talk tomorrow during round one. Round one of the open tomorrow morning. Thanks, buddy.
0: Thanks, Mutt. Can't wait.